0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Immanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Glory to God. Today we're going to be talking about the dating code. I love you guys. I think that it's important that if you are single, you marry somebody that can support what God will have you do. Fine boy and fine girl is not enough. Praise the Lord. The person has to be interested in making sure that you achieve God's will and plan for your life. That will be your portion in Jesus' name. But I digress. So I've been on the island shooting and I've been missing my family. And then pastor showed up to surprise me. I was not really surprised because I was with Pastor K when Pastor was calling. And so I picked up the phone. When he said, Pastor, I picked up the phone. And I was like, ah, Pastor. And he said, no, 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 something important to tell Pastor K. And that was how I knew. But I was still like, don't worry. When you come, I'll still pretend <laughs> to be surprised. <laughs> but it made me really, really happy. I think it's beautiful when you love someone and they go the extra mile. It's not spiritual to be unromantic. It's not spiritual to marry someone, you don't tell them you love them. I said, I told you on the wedding day. Even God, after you, you've given your heart to Christ and accepted the life of Christ, he still tells you in his word how much he loves you. So that's something to respond to. So because of how much I like surprises, one time I was on IG and I saw, I saw a video of a particular lady, I think it was her birthday, and her husband covered her eyes and gave her a box. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. But I began to watch the things he was putting inside the box. She was blindfolded and holding a box. And the first thing he put inside the box was, she cheated on me, but she didn't know. So she was like, oh my God, he's putting more things. With my brother. She was excited. The brother was standing too. His eyes were closed. Ah, God. May you know when trouble is knocking. (laughs) And then he began to pack her stuff into the box, her hair dryer. And she was like, oh my God, it's getting heavy. I can't wait to see it. And then eventually he gave her a cake that said, get out of my house. True life story. And she opened her eyes and saw that. And people began to say, good for her. Don't get me wrong, what she did was very bad, Abby. As in, even if you want to cheat with someone's brother, okay, sorry, that was, was very wrong. But something similar seemed to have happened in the Bible. There were these two young people who were dating, about to be married, Joseph and Mary. Brother Joe and sister Mary. And so one day, just like in Nigerian films, they were talking, and Mary went to throw up. And Joseph was like, ah. But because he's an innocent guy, he doesn't know. One day she did this again, and his own mother called Mary and said, come, 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 let me see your eye. (laughs) And the mother said, this girl is pregnant. But something interesting happened. Matthew 1 verse 19. I want us to read it together. It says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a what? You left your Bible at home. Matthew 1 19. Let's read it together once you're ready, go. Hallelujah. It says, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. So in other words, the reason why he wanted to put her away quietly wasn't even really because he loved her. The reason why he wanted to put her away quietly wasn't because of what people say. The reason why he wanted to put her away quietly wasn't because he was embarrassed, but because he was a just man. That was who he was. I think many times when we want to hear about relationships, we want to know what kind of person would surprise me like that so that our videos would trend on IG. But it says that Joseph was a just man. The very first dating code I'm going to share is that every relationship begins with one person. It begins with how many? Good, please write it down. Every relationship begins with one person. And that person is you. The same person you are out of a relationship is the same person you will be inside a relationship. Many of us, if I ask you, can you marry yourself? You might think twice. Let me try. If you were to choose yourself as a life partner with the way your room is now, The way you left it before you came to church. (laughs) You know the way you behave when you're angry. If you were to choose yourself as a life partner, would you? It's so important that you understand that every relationship begins with who you are. Who are you at work? I'm not talking about when you are doing family pictures on Sunday, even though you guys are cool there and all the time. Or when you come to church. When you're in in the private place, when you're working, when you're a boss or an employee, who are you really? When you are with that person that you don't want to date, how do you behave? Praise the name of the Lord. You know there are sometimes, eh, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you wanted to just date somebody because of the way the person that they wanted to date was treating them you're like, let me just make you feel happy because this person has frustrated your life. When you don't need things from people or you're not trying to impress them, what are you like? You know, I once almost dated someone who wanted to take me out. As in, people have been sleeping out, their ears are picked up. Not past days, not past day. <laughs> Who wanted to take me out? And so we were on our way out and somebody came to beg us for money. And I knew this person had some money with him because he wanted to buy food where we were going. And then somebody came, all this motherless baby paper. And this brother gave that person five naira. And then we went to eat and he said, take anything you want, what do you want? When... You are with people who you can't date, who you are not trying to impress. What are you really like? Praise the name of the Lord. When you are hungry, you are cheated or tempted. What are you really like? Glory to God. So the first dating code is what? Every relationship begins with what? One person. One person. Number two. Feelings are a scam. Please, people at the back, to my right. What did I say? Feelings are a scam. And I'm going to prove it to you now, now. You remember that person you had a crush on when you were in secondary school? Do you remember what happened the last time you saw that person? And you were like, God, what happens in my eyes? What was I seeing then? Feelings are a scam. There are some days you wake up and you're like, there will not be traffic today. And you are absolutely wrong. Because it's impossible to make decisions based on feelings alone. Colossians 3, verse 2 says, set your affections on things above and not of things on the earth. The idea is that your affections and your attention can be set. There's this beautiful song by Dom Moen. If love won't let you walk away and you can't help whom you love. You guys know it. Newest album. <laughs> and so many of us have bought into this idea that you can't help whom you love. That's not true. If that was true, people would never divorce each other. People would never break up. You know it's not true because of the way you feel about your ex right now. It's important that you don't just make decisions based on feelings and then change your decisions when your feelings change. Please, especially for those of you that may be in unhealthy, abusive relationships, love gives you the choice to walk away. It's not living in bondage. Praise the Lord. This is so, so important. Feelings I scam. When they say listen to your heart, you will understand. You will even be more confused. Feelings are important. Just the same way when you want to eat hot dog, ketchup is nice. But imagine if you are drinking ketchup every day. Please. Because many times we come to church and we assume people know these things. So, he did tell me not a Christian. He said, The way I feel about him. What does that have to do with your eternal salvation and God's plan for your life? Feelings are a scam. Many times, you can direct feelings with attention. Sometimes there's yeah, some people, some of you, you are falling in love with people you never thought you would date in your life because you were spending time with them. So, if you want feelings to grow, you feed them. And if you don't want them to grow, you starve them. But to simply build relationships on feelings alone, that's not the right way to go because feelings are very, very fickle. Please, what's dating code number two? Feelings are a scam. When you are in a relationship with someone, especially when you've dated for a while, there are times where the only feeling you will feel is anger. So you can't build only based on how you feel per time. You can't treat somebody nicely based on today I feel in love, tomorrow I don't feel in love. Love is not a feeling, it's a decision. It's not a feeling that you feel when you feel something you've never felt before. That's not love. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, number three. Love is a choice. Love is what? Love is a choice. I'm talking to you who is about to marry somebody because your parents think it's a good idea even though you don't know the person. Love is a choice. I'm talking to you whose parents' prophets have chosen somebody for you to marry. Love is what? Love is a choice. I'm talking to you who is in an unhealthy relationship and you think everybody already knows we are dating. So what? Everybody knows that Nigeria is... Corrupt. But it doesn't make a difference. It's important that you don't date for popular opinion. Because popular opinion will not come and live with you in the same house with that person. You always have a choice. And for the rest of your life, you are going to be living up to the consequences of that choice you are making. It's not something that just happened. Well, they said I should do it. I thought it was a good idea, and so I did it. It's a choice. You can decide to go into a relationship. Have you ever spoken to somebody and you say, So are you and this guy dating? I said, I don't really know. He just said they calling me girlfriend. Then before I knew, we were hanging out. What's that? <laughs> There's something about understanding the value that God places on your life. That makes it impossible for people to waste your time. Love is a choice. It's a decision. I once spoke to someone whose boyfriend used to tell her friends. One of her friends said, "Is you I like. It's just that God wants me to date this girl. That's why I'm dating her. Even concerning something as important as salvation, God lets you choose how much more relationships... Someone say love is a choice. So you should never find yourself in a relationship because circumstances are out of your control. I've met people who say, "I wouldn't have married this guy but I got pregnant." I don't understand. Is it that you won't go into labor if you don't marry? So if you've made mistakes in the past, God is there to meet you where you are now. But don't make a temporary mistake a permanent one. Can you hear what I'm saying? I've seen people who say, um, I've realized that this person has really horrible character, but I told myself I was going to marry the first person I sleep with. It doesn't make sense. Some of you, the relationship you are in now is you punishing yourself for your past. The reason why you are dating that person is because you feel like you don't deserve better. And that's not true. Jesus died for you. He was willing to go to the cross for you. You have to place value on yourself. Love is a choice. Praise the name of the Lord, and it's a choice that you can live with for the rest of your life. You know there are some foods that look very, very good but taste horrible. The biggest culprit among them: strawberries. Please, who has eaten that thing before? Alone, oh, alone. Okay, you won't understand. Please, assignment after today's class. <laughs> Come buy strawberries. They look nice. But if you put it in your mouth, it tastes so sour. Another culprit, olives. It's like food with fresh, fresh name. That's why I pounded down my goose. It's not by name. For some of you. The way you want to choose your spouse is by name. Alex. <laughs> not by like that. It's important that before if imagine you go to a buffet and you are told whatever you pick, that's what you are going to eat throughout your stay in this hotel. Pick one. You now go and pick olives. Or maybe olives and strawberry and inside one. <laughs> Please, I want to beg you guys. The reason why Pastor and I are very passionate about talking about relationships is because we've seen things. As pastors, we can't come and be telling you this is what happened in this person's marriage. But nearly every time, there are almost always signs. God can restore any home. But when you are single, it's easier to make choices. It's easier to make choices when you are single. Please stop punishing yourself with relationships. Stop insisting that you must repeat the mistakes of your parents with relationships. Love is a choice. If you were to eat only one thing in a buffet, you will Google it. You will ask questions. You study it from afar, you smell it. How much more your life? Praise the name of the Lord. So please don't let anybody pressure you. Not parents. Not church members. Sometimes you don't like somebody. Everybody is pressurizing you into liking the person. Now, sometimes your friends might convince you. Me, I convince people, like this person is nice. But it's your choice, but it's really nice. But it's still your choice, yeah. But it's important that you don't let people pressure you. Sometimes people use spiritual gymnastics. Some meant to meet someone. Say, God told me you're your wife. Say, ah, I'm your, you're my wife. Say, how come God didn't tell you are married? <laughs> I've seen situations where somebody is on the God told them matter. The person that God told them about gets into a relationship. Gets engaged, gets married, they are still on it. What kind of Let don't know what kind of adultery is that? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Love is a choice. And there are five mistakes people seem to make when choosing. Five mistakes people seem to make when choosing. The very first one is low expectations. I remember somebody coming to meet Pastor and saying, you guys are the only people I know that have a good marriage. Because her parents had a bad marriage, her sister had a bad marriage, everybody around her had a bad marriage. And so many times when you've experienced so much of that in your life, even when you don't say it out loud, some, for some people, their only criteria is somebody that will not beat them. For some people, because their father never provided for their mom their only criteria is somebody that will be a provider it doesn't matter what else the person does for some guys and those ones it pays me because they think their standards is high all they want is a fine girl just be fine so many times we make mistakes when choosing because we have really low expectations really low expectations Praise the Lord. The second one, the other extreme, unrealistic expectations. What did I say? What did I say? One of the titles I pride myself in having, and I think feminists might object to it, but I like being called Pastor Aaron's wife. I love it. You can clap if you want. I love it. But you have to understand that the Pastor Irene I'm married to today is very different from the Pastor Irene that I met 10 years ago. Do you understand that? Very different. Now, when you say this drip, this sauce, Pastor dress, you be like, wow. Then he had one shoe, brown. The shoe was, you know when water has touched suede, the suede now changed to leather. Then the front was up like this. See? Some of you are still in your presence, but you want your spouse to look the way they will look in your future. You have not gone to the level you want to reach, but you want your spouse to already be there. And it's cool to want somebody who is kind like your pastor, treats people well like your pastor. But many times you are going to meet some of the best people in their process. You are going to meet some of the best people on their journey to becoming all that God will have them be. Sometimes it may not look like it um, physically. Sometimes it may not look like it financially. Many times it may just be at the beginning or at the middle of their spiritual growth. Please, young people, I want us to open our eyes. The ability to discern people by grace is something that is lacking in our generation. That's the reason why you treat somebody with a big car better than somebody with a small car. You don't realize that's the reason why you keep having the wrong relationships. Sometimes our our expectations are so unrealistic. I'm not saying you should date someone who is ugly or... Ugly is a rel- relative word. Sorry. I'm not saying she dates someone who doesn't meet your standard of physical attraction. But I can assure you, when I say I dated a person, he didn't look like that. He used to shave his hair. And then, I wanted to say he had a girl, but that's disrespectful. People will grow. And you will get the best of them when you are willing to grow with them. You will get the best of people when you are willing. I'm not saying you should just choose anybody that has no potential, no future ambition, no plan for their life, no vision. I'm not saying that. But one beauty when it comes to choosing in relationships is to descend the vision of God for a person's life and be committed to it. I remember when I was doing my master's years ago, I met someone. I'm not the old... Don't taste more. I met someone who was, I think it was in the PGD class or something, an older man who was a bishop. And my husband was coming to pick me and then he didn't really use to dress so much. And we had this car, this old Sienna that I used to always stop in the, in the same spot every time. Have I told you guys about the car? Okay, good. I won't repeat the story. I won't tell you about. <laughs> and so I, I met him. I said, are you a bishop? And he said, yes. I said, my husband is a pastor. And there's a way I talk about my husband I don't care who. If you feel like I talk about him too much. now nah, you sabi. I said, my husband is coming. You're going to meet him. I the pastor came. He had no sudden working out. Me, I like him because I feel he's cute. Somebody said yes. Please be mindful of yourself in this church. A lady said, I said my husband, somebody said, just kidding. Partly. And so I said, don't worry, when he comes, you're going to meet him. And he really wanted to see this person I was talking about. And you know, pastor, pastor is mighty in a lot of things. But on a normal day, to some people, he doesn't really look mighty, especially when he doesn't dress up. And so he came and the bishop just did, just looked at him one kind. And in my mind, I said, "No, be your fault. You guys, be careful, though. Be careful. We descend people too much by outward appearances. Too much. We don't even realize. Sometimes some of you only recognize grace upon a person's life when it's already obvious in the physical, that's a big mistake. The Bible talks about henceforth not knowing people according to the flesh. Some of our our expectations are unrealistic. Please, I'm not saying that you should lower your standards. I'm just saying that sometimes what you have as high standards are not realistic standards. Somebody might say, I want to marry somebody who... I want to marry a guy who doesn't sleep around. That's a good standard. It's a high standard and it's a realistic standard. There's something about the idea that everybody's doing it that makes sexual perversion very, very rampant in our day. Not everybody's doing it, though. See, I cancel married couples in this church, eh? Many of them don't know how it works. And it's not them pretending because it's pale. Do you understand? People are keeping themselves. They are. But that's, 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 not, that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about right now. Low expectations, unrealistic expectations. Number three. Mistakes you make when you're choosing. Ill preparedness. The person you are looking for is looking for a particular kind of person. Your speck has a speck. Whether you like it or not, your speck has a speck. The truth is that, that ideal man or ideal woman will not just marry just anybody. And you say, oh, that's not fair, that's judgmental. You, you have standards. You have standards. When it comes to choosing... Love is not always blind. It's not blind. You know what you want. That person too, you're not the only person that your mother prayed for you that you will marry well. Your mother also prayed for them, so seek to be an answer to prayer. Sometimes it's in the big things, like spiritual growth, like having your life in order. Sometimes it's in the small things, like deodorant, you know it? You know, you know the, the word toothpaste? Toothbrush? Those things. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's wrong counsel. Mistakes you make when you're choosing wrong counsel. The only person you take marriage advice from is your auntie that has been divorced for 12 years. That's your marriage counselor. It's just like you want to start a business. I say, in fact, I know who I would choose as my mentor. Somebody whose business has failed, that would be my mentor. And many of us keep making wrong relationship decisions because we keep exposing ourselves to a particular kind of narrative. It's not that that narrative is untrue, it's just that it's jaded by the perspective of the person who is sharing it with you. Some of you don't believe relationships will work because you've never been around relationships that work. Some of you don't believe that people can be faithful because you don't pay attention to relationships where people are faithful. See, counsel is a very important thing. There are times when thoughts enter your head and sleep there and you don't realize it. I'll give you an example. This is not even a relationship example. There was a time when I used to preach in the bus. I didn't really care. I was never afraid. I used to just do it normally. And then I overheard, the story was even long, I overheard my dad saying that a cousin of mine, who is actually a pastor, said that he could, you see how many said, said that he could preach anywhere apart from in the bus. You won't believe it. From the moment I heard it, I became afraid. For years of preaching in the bus, I remember the day that a particular musician was responsible for the breakups of almost half of the relationships in this country. How can you write a song for a girl and buy her how many million cars the same week? Okay, you guys don't know. Okay, sorry. So that assurance period. Okay, you're in church now. That assurance period I was like, hmm, oh, wow. Eh? You know, people are now saying different things. If he loves her, he should marry her. He's eh, not by like that. It's not, it's like, anyway, I didn't know that the thing was affecting me. So, that period, I was pregnant with my second daughter. And my husband bought yogurt, three bottles. Please, this story I'm about to tell is very deep. <laughs> he bought yogurt, three bottles. I was pregnant, he did not buy for me. He's a very good provider. But you know how sometimes it's the little, little things that pain you. You guys are spiritual, you won't understand. So I drank the first yogurt without asking the person that bought it. I was like, cool. And then I drank the second one. And somebody's eight months old, eight months pregnant wife was sleeping. And he came and said, Did you drink my yogurt? And in my mind, I'm like the first thing that came to mind was people are buying thirty million car, and you are here for a girlfriend, though. and you are here coming to wake me up about your what is your god? There were other variables I didn't consider, like weight gain was important to him. The same way weight loss is trying to be important to me. I had drank the first one without asking. But at that point in time, because of the things that were on my mind, without even realizing, for some of you, the reason why you ended relationships that you should have stayed in is because of suggestions from the media, suggestions from friends, ideas about how something should work, some of you, the reason why you ended a relationship because it was a useless relationship, we thank God for that. So it's not everybody. That message, that word is not for everybody. Some of you we've broken up, we've broken up never to go back in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, here, eh, how you get counsel is important. How you get counsel is important. A large number of us never apologize. Because all the movies we've seen is only a particular gender, that I should apologize. A large number of us don't go out of our way to support our spouses because you saw the way your father supported your mother and she took advantage of him or vice versa. That's not your relationship. Your relationship is different. This is so important Praise the name of the Lord. Dating code four. Choose with God. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "And that He died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto Him which died for them and rose again." God has a plan for your life. It means that He also has a plan for your relationships. When you are about to enter a relationship with somebody, the question isn't whether they can make you have butterflies. Butterflies fly away. The question isn't how good they look on Instagram. Do you know that there is no single marriage that lives on Instagram? Like you see their streets, their address, Instagram. At. People live in actual homes and have actual lives. So, if you are choosing a life partner only based on how well you guys look, you are going to miss it. Praise the name of Jesus. You need to choose with purpose in mind. How does marrying this person help me achieve God's purpose for my life? How does marrying this person help them achieve God's purpose for their lives? It's not just about you and your dreams and your plans. Christ died for all so that all will live for him. So this is 2020. The Bible has been available for thousands and thousands of years. People still ask me, you won't believe it. Can I get an unbeliever? See, the person is not born again, doesn't believe in God, but, but what? And as I'm talking now, some of you, your mind is going to that person. That married somebody that was not born again, but they have a happy home. And my response would be because Daniel entered the lion's den and came out alive, doesn't mean that everybody who enters would do what? So you have to build your life on principles, not on exceptions. Praise the name of Jesus. Choose with God. There are people who should have invented things that would have changed the world. People who should have raised children that would know the Lord and live for Him. There are people who should have done ministry, been missionaries, made films, made music. And then you marry somebody and it seems like your destiny is cut short. These are issues we don't talk about. Then you can marry someone that will be so controlling and it doesn't matter the plan God has for your life. It becomes very difficult for you to live up to that. That even sometimes you're in a marriage, this person is not stopping you. But the time you used to pray for that marriage, if you are praying for other things, you will be better off. It starts with choosing. It starts with choosing. You don't just choose anybody and you say, I'm going to change them. It doesn't work that way. Praise the Lord. So imagine if Joseph had cast Mary. Like, came to social media. We've never done it. But she's pregnant. And posted. You know some of you are like that. You can't keep a secret. You can't forgive. Some of us are vindictive. You have to understand that when somebody is an adulterer in that day and age, they could be stoned. That when a woman would get pregnant out of wedlock, her life would be in danger. And so this woman is carrying what is the son of God and might just be at the risk of a man who is not a just man. The reason why relationships are a choice It's because they affect other areas of your life. They affect other areas of your life. I've been away from home for a week now. I remember telling a woman, maybe you should should sleep outside tonight. And she said, no. My husband will not believe that I didn't go somewhere. I'm like, what? And so you're dating somebody that is so jealous you say, oh, it's because she loves me, it's because he loves me. You are just messing with yourself. You are messing with yourself. So that's how we are toxic, unhealthy relationships, throwing things at each other, breaking each other, beating each other. No. Praise the Lord. The next thing I'm going to say is that dating is not a hobby. What did I say? This, can you say it again? Who can give me examples of hobbies? Swimming, dancing, reading, dating is not among. It's not among. It's nice when you go out for a ride. But when you go out for a ride for hours on end, days on end months on end and is not arriving at the destination you're not going for a ride you are lost lost and this is for those of you that will keep somebody in an undefined relationship found that to marry a, a lady i want her to be like you wow wow I, I would want my wife to dress like you two months three months and in the six months, I dated somebody else. And I said, "Why I didn't ask you out. Ah. I'm say you know go better for you, but it'll be well with you in Jesus' name. Don't take people for granted. They have a father, God. Because somebody has a crush on you, doesn't mean that that should be the end of their life. If you don't like someone and they're hanging around you, can you please kindly tell them, number one, number two, stop using them as a clutch. For your emotional needs spiritual brothers did you hear it's like you're not in church did you hear sisters did you hear so you're saying i'm going to pray about it the person will call you talk you will laugh but what you're really doing is waiting for the real person you like to ask you out and then you are messing with the mind of a son of god ah see it's important that you treat people well and stop messing with your feelings There is something about someone paying attention to you that makes you feel good, even when you don't like the person back. It shouldn't be that way. Paul told Timothy to treat younger women as sisters. How would you want someone to treat your sister? How would you want someone to treat your brother, treat people that way? And then sometimes, some of us just date casually over and over and over again. And then we don't really talk about premarital sex anymore because we've been told that everybody's doing it. That's not true. When you date casually, oh, I'm not saying I want you to date someone, you must marry them, it's sealed. No. But you should date with purpose in mind. If you start a relationship and you realize that it can't work, it's okay to break up. Do you hear me? It's okay to break up, to say, ah, this relationship, we thought it was going this way. But when you simply enter just for the fun of it, two things are going to happen. The first one is that you're going to waste each other's time. So your real husband or your real wife is going to come and the website is blocked. The second thing is that you're going to be susceptible to sexual temptation. Because you are more likely to fall into temptation when you're in a relationship than when you're out of it. So if you know that you cannot marry somebody, don't start dating them. Invest your time. You will be better off for it. Praise the Lord. All right. Dating code six. I want you guys to repeat this one after me. Say marriage. Marriage. People at the back say marriage. Does not change people. Marriage doesn't change anyone. Doesn't change. Getting pregnant for someone does not keep them in a relationship. It doesn't keep them faithful. It doesn't. doesn't keep them faithful. Dragging someone to the altar will not make that person better. Ah, I'm rhyming today. <laughs> it might make them bitter. If you bat, sorry. <laughs> marriage does not change people. See, I took off my wedding ring this morning and I wore it back, and I'm still the same person. I know it seems like it, but marriage is not the ultimate goal in life. It's not. Sometimes it's better for you to be single until you find somebody that makes sense than to just pick anybody and expect that because they've changed their surname or they changed their address, that something has changed in their hearts. I want to beg you, when people show you who they are, can you do me a favor? When they show you who they they are, can you do me a favor? Just believe them. somebody says, I'm mad though, if I show you who I am, if I show you, I'm not okay. Somebody has known themselves all their lives, they're telling you they're not okay. You are trying to convince them that they're okay. How do you know? When there is a consistent pattern of bad behavior, people can make mistakes, that happens. That's why there's forgiveness in love. But when there is a consistent pattern of bad behavior... You put yourself in a position to forgive from afar. When someone is beating you because they are angry, I'm not saying you shouldn't forgive them. I'm just saying that if you ended it, you will have less opportunity to forgive. Can you hear what I'm saying? Your future is important. God's call upon your life is important. The same thing that other people are using to pursue what God has called them to do. People are spending it on the mountain, going from church to church because of their marriage. Why? When God has sons and God has daughters. When you're single, the kind of advice I can give you is different from the kind of advice I can give a married person. Now you have options. One option, wait. Wait. Another option, choose with sense. Open your eyes. And I don't just mean your physical eyes. You know now. During, I think, during the week, I went to buy something. I saw an actor that I used to feel like this guy was not the actor in my film. Uh Another actor. Like very, very huge. If that's your spec, I don't really. And guess what? He was fat and he had pot belly. So those things can change in the twinkling of an eye. Praise the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? Good. But marriage doesn't change people. It makes it obvious who they really are. You get to see their weaknesses on full display. You that I'm talking to, marriage will not change you. I've never met anybody that was dirty. The day after their wedding, they became so neat. It doesn't happen. So now that you're single, it's an opportunity for you to work on yourself. And hopefully to pick someone who is also working on themselves. Praise the name of the Lord. Code seven love is visionary. I talked on this a little. I talked on this a little. Love is what? Love is visionary. There is something about being able to see into the future and realize. A person's worth, by the spirit of God. I feel that in many ways, an empowerment of the spirit. Something happened in the book of Genesis. I think twenty-eight. A man named Abraham. He was going to be the first person who would be called a friend of God. He was going to establish a lineage from which the, the from which the Christ was going to come. And so God comes and he meets him in the cool of the day and he says, the same way the stars in the sky are many, that's how your descendants will be, blah, blah, blah. Not blah, blah, I'm just trying to rush. And he makes a promise to Abraham. Promises him his son, Isaac. Promises him descendants as many as stars in the sky. Establishes what we call the covenant of righteousness with Abraham. There's a woman, Rebecca, who is not born at that time. But when it's time for Isaac to get married, Abraham calls his servants and says, I want you to go to my own house, go to my own family, and find. I don't want somebody from outside. Find somebody for my for my for my for my son. And Rebecca is not aware of this. What did I say? She's not what? Nobody's saying, ah, I just saw one post, though, they are catching wives at the well. She's not aware. But there's something about being able to discern God's position, God's timing, and the call of God upon a person's life. So important. How did she know how to behave? How did she know what to do? Praise the name of the Lord. Love is visionary. Love is visionary. Love can see. Love senses when the Holy Ghost is moving in a particular direction. I look at the marriage of Abraham and Sarah and I see the hand of God. Because imagine, for example, that after Abraham said, this woman is not my wife, she's my sister. God did not intervene. What would have happened then? So God is interested in being involved in your relationships. Sometimes there's a supernatural aspect to meeting people. Sometimes there's a supernatural aspect to making decisions in relationships. One person I first started dating, we were already in ministry. And because I was in, in media, I made up my mind that I would never go for a job that will take me out of church on Sunday and that will take me out of the country. And somebody else might look at it and say, ah, that's how you gave up your dreams. Please, do I look like somebody that gave up dreams? You have to be discerning to what God will have you do as regards your relationship. Because some of us keep making the wrong decisions because we just assume that there's no way you can give up something for for a relationship and God will reward you for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So this girl, Rebecca, leaves her father and her mother and goes to be with Isaac. If some of you were her friends, you would have advised her, what are you doing? How can you leave all this and go to a land you don't know? But love is visionary. You are not just a regular boy or girl. You are somebody with the Spirit of God. So there are going to be times where God would lead you to make relationship decisions that people might not understand. That might not even be popular. I'm not saying that it's contrary to the will of God. You date an unbeliever and you say, God told you, that's not God. But remember I Oshika saying something. She said when she first got married until her mother-in-law died, her mother-in-law lived with her. Think about that. The reason why some of us keep making relationship mistakes is because you've not taken time to listen to the habits of God concerning different matters in your relationship. All your life, you've wanted to live abroad. Then you meet somebody and God sends the person to Ibadan what are you going to do? Can you get to the point where you recognize God's hand upon your life and your role in that? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is something that we don't really talk about as a church so much. Not as a church, but I mean like not celebration church, as a church in general. Sometimes they are leadings and promptings of the, of the Holy Ghost. As regards your relationship, you have to be sensitive to them. Praise the name of the Lord. Love is visionary. If you are waiting for David to already be king before it becomes your speck, there's a problem. If you are waiting for Abraham to receive the promise before it becomes your speck, there's a problem. Sometimes a large part of your destiny is helping somebody else fulfill theirs. You won't hear it very well out there. Because the idea the world will propagate to you is that your whole world revolves around you. But sometimes you have to understand that your world revolves around God. And sometimes he might bring somebody into your life whose life he has a plan for. Do you understand what I'm saying? You might not be Barack Obama. But what if God wants you to be Michelle? Michelle? You might not be Deborah, but what if God wants you to be Lapidoth? So, discerning God's will for your life and for your relationship is so important. And nobody can teach you that. You have to be willing to submit and to surrender. Praise the name of the Lord. Code eight Sex was God's idea. What did I say? Nobody wants to talk because we said sex. Yeah, you cover your ear with anointing oil. Please, what did I say? Who created it? Wow. God, see, sex is very, very enjoyable. Very satisfying. It's fun. Trust me. Sorry. Of course, trust me. But it was not the devil that created it. God actually planned it out. And he didn't just plan it out for procreation. If God wanted us to procreate in a boring, non-attractive, non-fulfilling way, we would just say When you want to have a baby, just call your wife and sneeze three times for a girl, for a boy, for a boy. Press four. Mm -mm. But he created such an intimate act for one very special reason. He wants you to enjoy yourself. God wants you to enjoy sex. What did I say? He does. It was his idea. What the world wants to sell to us is that sex was the devil's idea and God is against you having it. No. Sometimes when I'm cooking, my children come into the kitchen. Sometimes they are frying chicken. They say, I want, I want, I want, I want. And you're frying the chicken for who? For them, right? If they wait, will they enjoy the chicken or not? If they don't wait and they put their hand inside the fire, what will happen? Does it mean that the chicken was bad? It was just the timing that was bad, right? Sex is great. It's fun. A lot of fun. God made it. He wants you to have it. Hi. So when they ask what you learned in church today, you say, God wants me to have sex. Write it down. Wow. He really does. What? Because he loves you, he wants you to wait for his timing. That's all. That's all. Ephesians 5.3 says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not once be named amongst you as becometh sense. Someone said that times are changing. So sex before marriage is not really a thing. It's not really a big deal anymore. The word of God remains the same. It remains the same. And doing it God's way, it will save you a a lot of stress, a lot of headaches. And because you've done it before, doesn't mean that you now have to keep doing it. Some of you are in a relationship with somebody who doesn't think there's anything wrong with sex, sex before marriage. And that in itself isn't what is bad. It's the fact that you are with somebody who doesn't recognize the leadership of Jesus. So if the person doesn't understand fornication... They may also not understand when you say adultery. Do you understand? So you're dating somebody, you guys are sleeping together. And you're like, stop now. I will not stop. Uh, okay, let's stop. I'm so sad with this. I start so crying. Then from comforting each other, it now enters. Sorry, is it round two? And so you're trying to end a sexually active relationship with a sexually active partner as if two of you are one when you are not married you are not married so if you make a decision today you see me now i'm not having premarital sex so and then the person says so what do you want me to do i don't know what you want to do i'm just telling you about me as a person as a personal self that i am if you are interested in keeping yourself until marriage you come along if you are not you go your way. You can't convince somebody. The truth is that once you start dating somebody who doesn't see anything wrong with sex after marriage, you have read sex before marriage, you have, already con- you have already agreed 50%. Do you understand? The person says, There's something there. You say, Okay, me, I feel there's something there. The person says, The old line. You know the line? Because of you, I will. Because of you, I will wait. Oh, there's trick in the book. And the person will not wait because they told you before that, see, oh, I'm not the waiting kind. The biggest lie you can tell yourself is that somebody will change because of you. Biggest lie. See, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Jesus dwells there. Not only should you keep yourself, you have the ability to you have the power to do so. You're not helpless. You're not powerless. You're not powerless against sexual temptation. You have the power to flee. You are not powerless against pornography. You're not powerless against masturbation. You have the Holy Ghost. That's powerful. Praise the name of Jesus. Next thing I'm going to say, code nine build friendship. Build friendship. Forgive, communicate, support, love in words, love in action. Behind every successful relationship you see is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. A lot of work. A lot of deciding to change and refusing to keep saying, That's how I am, that's how I am in my, fa- in my father's house, that's how we are. We have anger problem. Which father? Is he your father in heaven? Behind every successful relationship, there's work that goes into it. So, successful relationships are possible. You just have to work them to make them work. When you are dating someone, interest yourself in what interests them. If you know me normally, I don't care about makeup, fashion. Just let's be clean. Let's be spiritual. Let's move on. But it interests my husband. And so I began to get people to teach me. I'm still learning. (laughs) One time, somebody sends my picture to a friend of mine. Say, see, advise this your friend. Why did she wear this shoe? But the truth is that you can grow, you can improve. See, eh, if you don't learn to take correction, even in the small areas of your life and improve, you won't grow. Not just a relationship. If people can tell you, ah, you shouldn't have done this or said this or won this, you won't grow. You will keep doing the same thing over and over again and you just think you are doing the right thing. So be teachable. Learn. And understand that every relationship is different. Every relationship is different. Someone may have convinced you that a good relationship is one where the man cooks and cleans, but sometimes you have a relationship where the person, the man cooks and cleans, and the relationship is not good. Sometimes you have a relationship, a situation where the lady can cook for, and the relationship doesn't work. So there are times where you need to concern yourself with what works for you as a couple. What works for you as a couple? You need to stop comparing. Concern yourself with what works for you as a couple. I'll give you an example. Beginning of of January, when the kids started school, I would wake up, prepare them for school. Me and um, the person who stays with me would prepare them for school. My husband would be sleeping. And I remember seeing a post, social media will not kill us. People said, Men, preparing children for school is not your wife's responsibility. I said, What are you people doing in my house? But I remember that the time will come where for one full week I will not be at home. And it will be my husband's job to prepare. And I had communicated with him, This is what I'm going to do. When is your turn? This is what you're going to do. So imagine somebody comes to my house at that time, Where is my turn? And the person says, Ah, now wow, this is your husband, safe. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So build friendships. Figure out what works for you. Talk about it. I don't if, if you if you don't like doing something, tell the person. If the person doesn't like doing something, they should be able to tell you. Praise the Lord. Code 10. Love is a fruit of the spirit. Love is a what? It's a fruit of your born-again spirit. If you prayed more, you would forgive more. You would love more. And you stop seeing arguments where they are known. Has it ever happened to you that you are dating somebody? In your mind, you have come up with an argument. You have responded to what you say when the person says this. And you are boiling up. Before you now remember that that thing never happened. Has it happened to you before? It's just my mind. It happens to me. Sometimes I just imagine that my husband will say something. I will not say, Eh? I will not be angry on my own, on my own personal self. Praise the Lord. Love is the fruit of your born again spirit. So you can love, you can forgive. You can forgive. Some of us are so vengeful. Your partner does something to you, you now do the one that is worse. It's not your own that is irredeemable. It's true that your relationship with that partner is important. But there is an even more important relationship, your relationship with God. There are times when the Holy Ghost will tell you, don't talk about this thing. Or when He will tell you, be silent, keep quiet. Times when He will tell you to speak up. There are some times where I'll be telling my husband something over and over again. And after I'll just give up and I'll pray about it. And you come and say, do you know God told me this thing? And I'll be like, eh? Something I've been telling you since. Sometimes when he would correct me about something and I'm actually stubborn. I just have a small voice. And then the Holy Ghost will come and nudge me. Love is a fruit of your born-again spirit. So you can love, you can forgive. You are patient. Say I'm patient. I'm kind. I don't keep record of wrongs. That's who you are. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So if you are going to be successful in your relationship, you have to follow the leading of the Spirit. You have to follow the leading of of the Spirit. Code 11, wisdom is a gift of the Spirit. What did I say? Wisdom is a gift of the Spirit. So the same way love is a fruit of your Spirit and keeps no record of wrongs, in that same Spirit you also have wisdom. Wisdom will tell you when to carry your two, two legs and leave a dating relationship. Wisdom will tell you that the phrase, we die here, does not, it, it does not relate to dating. Do you understand what I'm saying? The same way love is a fruit of your spirit, wisdom is also a gift of the spirit. So you have to learn to walk in wisdom. Don't ignore red flags. I remember somebody telling me, someone was asking the house and she said, the guy is so nice. If you see him, eh, you will like him. I was like, thank God. And I said, it's just like he's a Yahoo boy. I was like, eh? I'm not even kidding. Wisdom. Some people are not going in the direction of God's plan for your life. It's better for you to cut ways with such people before two of you become one. Some of you, just because you are so desperate to get married, you're about to make a temporary mistake, a permanent address. It shouldn't be that way. Some relationships, the best day of that relationship is the day they said, Do you know what? I'm not doing it again. And that's okay. Because it's not a relationship that defines you. That's not what completes you, is Christ. Some of you don't want to walk away because you're waiting for plan B, you're waiting for the right person. The right person will not meet you in that situation. You have to be okay with being single. So wisdom is a fruit of of your spirit. 100% commitment, but 100% sincerity. If it's not working, sir, ma, it's not working. We haven't gone far. We haven't married yet. And then as I round off, as I round off, I just want to mention that successful relationships are possible. They are. That's code 13. For some of you, all your life, you haven't seen anything good, but successful relationships are possible. And code 14 is this. God has a plan for your relationship. So involve him. I've thought time and time again about how God will not choose a life partner for you but he's going to choose with you. So involve him. Some of you, you keep getting counsel from the wrong places. If you would just pray about it, you will have the right direction. So involve God. How will this relationship help me and help this person fulfill God's plan for our lives? Praise the Lord. Our, um, Abuja Pastor and his wife, not Abuja, yes, Abuja and his wife are amazing. But our Port Harcourt pastor and his wife, they're very, very awesome people. And before his wife went to Port Harcourt to be with her husband, because he was working there, she used to work in an investment bank in Lagos. And then marriage took her to Port Harcourt. And she had the option of a long distance marriage, but she said, you know what, I'm not gonna do that. I'm going to just go. And someone told her, Tolu, you won't be in Lagos, you'll be forgotten. You'll be forgotten. But by the time she moved to Port Harcourt, she started a business that helped her earn much more than she was earning in Lagos. Please, we are people of the spirit. For a large number of us, you judge everything by the spirit apart from your relationships. You can go somewhere if God asks you to do it. But when it comes to your relationships, you're just using your head. And I'm all for using your head. I'm all for dating with your eyes open. But I also want to teach you how to trust the leading of the spirit in your relationships. Because sometimes the very thing that people think will make you forgotten is the very thing that will expose you. Sometimes the very move that people cannot understand. I remember wanting to get married shortly after school. And my auntie said, wait, so all these masters your mates are doing, you don't want to do. But it turns out my son when we were supposed to do masters together, and we did. And it opened the door for us in Unilag. When we were supposed to move to Abuja, I just received, um, a, um, not accommodation, admission to start my PhD. I didn't go. I'm not saying it to tell you that, oh my God, I've really sacrificed. I'm just saying that the ideal place to be is in the center of the will of God. Can you hear me? That's the ideal place to be. And some of you have gotten it so right, apart from in your relationships. Because somebody has a car today, does not mean they will have a car tomorrow. Because someone has been moved to a fast city today, doesn't mean that they don't have a future tomorrow. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, descend the will of God, so important. God is interested. God, is, God wants to be involved. The reason why you can't date an unbeliever is not because they're going to treat you badly. It's beyond that. Do you know what it would mean to your children that one of them has a call upon their life? But because of a father or a mother that doesn't know God, they can't accomplish that call. Can you imagine that? That's why you can't date an unbeliever. Do you understand what I'm saying? God wants to be interested. God is interested. You have to get him involved. You can't keep making relationship decisions as if everything revolves around you and your feelings. Feelings are nice, but remember, catch up. Will you have a glorious home? Are you sure about that? Is it possible for you to pray about a glorious home and receive it by grace? I've taught you over and over again about choosing with sense. And I'm not saying that because I'm talking about choosing by the Spirit, your sense will escape you. God gave you a brain, but He also gave you His Spirit. So now is the time for you to connect to the Spirit of God on your inside. If you were Rebecca, would you move? If you were lapid and, and and your wife said, this guy wants me to go to battle with him, would you say, why can't he carry his wife? So, understanding God's plan and being sold out to it is an important, integral part of your relationship. Acknowledge Him in all your ways dating, single, married, acknowledge Him. Some of us are married. God has big plans for you guys to do things together. What you spend all the time distracting yourself with fights and arguments, you use my charger, you didn't make the bed. Meanwhile, there are souls that are perishing and need your attention. It's time for us to wake up. Wake up to the reality that God has a plan upon your life. And he has a plan for your relationship. Rise to your feet. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809 996 7000 blessings.